Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you.
with the title track to his 1981 album, Controversy. That was Prince, full name Prince Rogers Nelson. And when he released that album, it was his third, and it was in the midst of his growing reputation of being a Minneapolis wonder kid who played uh, many instruments and dabbling in many genres, new wave, funk, a little bit of gospel, but always with a fierce electric guitar in tow. However, it was his lyrical content that really brought people into the fold and at the same time, too, kind of scared them as well. Very erotically charged. And that naturally translated in what we just heard in the lyrics to controversy there. And throughout the 80s, Prince was a massive force in the music world with, for a time, releasing an album almost every year. They also had a run of films, starting with 1984's Purple Rain. As we know, on April 21st this year, Prince was found dead in his Paisley Park home but we now know that he had an opioid addiction and he had died from an accidental fentanyl overdose. Something, thankfully, uh, we're spared every weekend here. What we're hearing in Surrey and other parts of Vancouver is the heroin that some people are used to. Seems to be caught with something else, so no one's going to coma or dying. Uh, Prince was 57 years old. That was it. To this date, over 700 people claim to be half-siblings or descendants of princes. Uh, and this is something that's come up in dispute, because despite Prince's notorious control over every part of his life, he had left no will. So his sister Taika had been working via probate to figure out what to do with the estate. They had drilled through the vaults that only he had the code for, and the vault contains I don't know how many tapes of Prius jam sessions over the decades. Thousands, at least. Over the past few months, there have been plenty of Prince tributes. LCD Sound System actually covered controversy during their Coachella sets. Presumably it's part of uh, their ongoing reunion set list. Since I think they played Randall Island in New York just this past weekend. Of course, numerous theaters like the Rio here in town have screened Purple Rain. The sales of all his music has spiked. Another background here, this is new music from Jeremy Greenspan at Junior Boys, and he's joined here by Edmonton's Jason Boris, who he just records as the alias Boris. So this is Greenspan and Boris with, but wait, there's more. And it's a single out through uh, Jiao Long, the label run by Caribou's Don Smith. Junior Boys' latest album is this year's Big Black Coat, and hopefully you caught them when they were in town earlier this year. And Boris and Greenspan collaborated earlier. 2013 for the God Told Me To EP. So good evening and welcome to another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program. We're found on Vancouver's glamorous community radio station, CITR. We are your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM on your radio dial. And we broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory, from the student nest here on campus, to the lower mainland of British Columbia, from Squamish, Bellingham, Washington, over the Sailor Sea, and towards the Fraser Valley. All those places, but uh, where the signal can't go, you can catch us online at www.citr.ca. My name's Gak, and I'll be wreaking havoc on the guitar for the next two hours. Guitar is not fabulous. So get your makeup on. Dream large. Phone number of the station for those of you listening live is 604 822 2487 to keep it short and sweet and to the point. We are mixing everything live. And we have several facts to fact check here, so I'm not completely talking out of my 
Uh, you can email me anytime, RadioFreeGak at gmail.com. Comments, feedback, questions, requests, demos, whatever else you have. Do keep it radio-related, soundtracks, whatnot, music of that ilk. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. And Exploding Hibbles is also on Facebook and Tumblr under its God-given name. So this week, I've been juggling a few ideas that have been teased out for a while, but it is Pride Week as of today. And I figured it was time to take on a profile that uh, I've been dreamt of since the beginning of the year. When another artist in the scope of Princess Stature and Androgyny died, and that was David Bowie. And yeah, that was another equally devastating loss, especially for the misfits and oddballs of society. Of course, those are the ones that end up redefining the culture. So Bowie is a big influence on many people, including writer-director Todd Haynes. And in 1998, Haynes released a, a weird little tribute to Bowie in the form of a movie called Velvet Goldmine. So once Bowie died, I'd spent some time off and on trying to locate the soundtrack via conventional and other means, but... Finally, iTunes managed to get its act in order since I can't find a 20-year-old CD save my life. Most of the songs on that album are available, but based on the track list, I was able to come up with most of the rest. There'll be much more work to extract the other songs that never were released onto the compact disc. So we're going to go glam with all the gold mine here. Once it's profile time, I'll explain how the fame came to be and uh, why it involved a lot of covers say Bowie was uh, not fully on board, but in some ways I think it made for a better picture because a lot of biopics tend to shatter the mystery about what made the artist what it was. So there's a nice outsider perspective there. And it definitely speaks well to the LGBTQ community. Sometimes you hear the voice that calls to you that you can't hear otherwise. But yeah, Pride's an important time here in Vancouver. I was in Seattle over the weekend, and uh, I knew some people specifically coming up here for Pride. Some straight, some gay. So it's all encompassing. And just think about how the West End and Davie Street's going to be. So yeah, CITR has been an instrumental part in sharing uh, that uh, alternative voice on air for a long time. But before we get to Bowie... We gotta talk about another recent death in the music world. And it's something I only touched upon briefly last week when news broke out, but we had a fairly full episode already as local band Kubla Khan played live here. And hopefully you caught it. It's on the podcast. You can catch up on past shows. Just go to www.citr.ca and find out what's going on. So Alan Vega was born Borch Alan Bermovitz in 1938, and he was a big part of the 70s underground scene in New York. Though he started off in the 60s as a painter and sculptor, and he ran an art collective in Soho. But after catching the Stooges play live in 1969, he wanted that immediacy of art contact, and eventually met Martin Reverby. And he shortened his name to Martin Rev. Rev acquired some cheap synths, along with some various uh, FX pedals, and they hit up the loft party scenes. You just think about LCD sound systems losing my edge. They were there at the first suicide parties. Um, but yeah, glam punk, as it were. But uh, Vega was the vocalist known for his antagonistic performances, kind of mumbling his lyrics before letting out an elbow swoop 
and then waving around a motorcycle chain. Eventually, the crowd got upset, and then some performances uh, ended early due to a riot starting. Vega died on the 16th of July here at the age of 78, and uh, yeah, I played a suicide track last week. Let's touch upon some of the Otter originals of Vega's first before we get into covers and tributes. We're going to have a bit of a running theme here throughout the show. Covers, tributes, glam stuff. No. But Vega always had a bit of rockabilly touch, uh, which appeared on later albums once guitars entered the mix. But uh, if you definitely listen to the vocals, you can hear a little bit of that Elvis twang. So we're going to start off with this first solo album from 1980, and it was self-titled. This will be Alan Vega with Speedway. Here on the Ghost Riding Exploding Head Movies on the Youthfully Alive CITR. Who I knew 1.9 FM on your radio dial. Party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. Do you like sports and don't care who knows? Then CITR Sports needs you. If you like sports, are into radio, or generally just want to have a great time, then come join us. Email our sports coordinator at sports101 at citr.ca to find out more. Or come by the station in the new sub. See you soon. Watch because I'm the man. Sports.
first album together 1998's Endless that was Vega Weissenen Yavainio with red lights down eventually they just shorten themselves to their initials since all last names begin with the letter V so they're VVV Weissenen and Vainio they are famous as being part of Panasonic later shortened to Panasonic and that rogue Finnish band was known for their punishing techno resulting from homemade instruments that pummeled the senses with noise. Vaisen and Vainio were first exposed to suicide in their teens. Vainio has been uh, interviewed in the past, and he said that he was almost talked out of buying the 1977 suicide album from a store in Finland. He loved how the bloody cover looked, and the uh, shopkeep told him that he didn't want to buy it, but Vainio asked him to play the album, and he heard the first song. Ghost Rider, and he was hooked. Became a big Suicide fan, and uh, he was partly inspired to make uncompromising music the same way, so it was only natural that Panasonic sought down Vega to work with him. And uh, Panasonic collaborated on another album with uh, Alan Vega. It was 2004's Resurrection River, and again, they were VVV. Panasonic also worked with the act behind me, the Zisano. And both of them together here are covering Suicide's song, Che. Another song that appeared on Suicide's 1977 self-titled debut. Panasonic broke up in 2009, but uh, there's been a few releases since that time from the act. There was a live mix that they did in the Ukraine a couple of years ago. And uh, they actually have done some recent soundtrack work, so I'm going to definitely hunt that down since I am a Finn... I do love strange noises, and hopefully they translate on air. Now, in 2008, the Blast First Petite label, which is home to Panasonic, released a series of limited edition EPs to honor Vega's 70th birthday. At the time, that age was a surprise for many people, since Vega didn't disclose his age for a long time, and they thought that uh, his debut was in his 20s, but no. Suicide released their debut when Vega was 40 years old. Oh, just about as old as me. Uh, acts like The Horrors, The Claxons, Gavin Friday, and Peaches uh, help contribute to the series of EPs. So for the next two selections, uh, we'll actually listen to a couple songs featuring covers, and we'll kick it off with Scotland's Primal Scream. The original version of this song appeared on Suicide's second album. It was known as 1980's Suicide, Alan Vega and Martin Rev. And of all things, it was produced by Rick Ocasek of The Cars, and he was a big fan of Suicide. We'll talk about that fandom a little bit later on. So this will be Primal Scream with diamonds, fur coat, champagne. We'll then follow up with uh, a longtime friend of Vega and Revs. She does a cover of probably their most scary song. 
everybody welcome to the gay games and to the thousands of athletes coaches family and spectators from around the world since 1982 the gay games have given lesbian gay bisexual and transgender athletes and supporters around the world a chance to come together to compete celebrate and inspire others it's been remarkable to see the games thrive over the years the gay games is the world's largest sporting and cultural event specifically for lgbtq plus athletes artists and musicians in 1990 vancouver held the third gay games where approximately 7300 athletes took part and over 1500 cultural participants attended Thank you. 
In the background, this is Wax Limbs with Trades. And this is off 2013's World Makers album. And we just heard her take on Suicide's classic song of despondence, Frankie Teardrop. Story about a man losing his job and then losing his mind and some unfortunate things that he does to his family. That was Lydia Lunch. She was born Lydia Koch, but she got her nickname for stealing lunch for the communal house in New York she moved to at the age of 16. She met Alan Vega and Martin Red Vav Suicide, and she ended up forming her own band, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks. And they were one of the four acts appearing on Brian Eno's No Wave compilation in 1978. Lydia Lunch went solo, and she collaborated with many acts, ranging from J.G. Thurwell, best known for producing the uh, soundtrack to Archer, and the Venture Brothers, something I need to profile here. Uh, otherwise, Sonic Youth, Nick Cave, Einsturzen, the New Mountain, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. But currently, primarily know Lydia Lunch now as a spoken word artist and poet. And as of late, she has been living in Barcelona. Suicide's influence on music has been monstrous, though at the time, they barely made a blip on the pop cultural radar, similar to Velvet Underground in several ways. Over time, industrial, dance, and indie music picked up on their vibes. Just think about acts like Jesus and Mary Chain, Sisters of Mercy, Henry Malt Rollins, who befriended the band and was the one to announce Alan Vega's death, Joy Division, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Spaceman 3, Otecra. The list goes on and on of acts that took their sound or at least cover their songs. But one not-so-obvious influence was on the boss, Bruce Springsteen. He advocated for suicide, and got Alan Vega signed to Elektra as a solo artist in person. And in 1982, Springsteen released his uh, album Nebraska. And it was originally intended to be a demo for his E Street band. But based on the material there, it fit better as an acoustic concept album. Sort of like dealing with the desolation of uh, the Midwest and some of the, the dreams that are shattered. Vega actually heard this particular song and actually thought it was one of his pieces. But no, Springsteen took the suicide influence immensely. Uh, the connection is there, as we're about to hear, and uh, we'll actually close the show with uh, another song. But uh, this is Bruce, the state trooper here on Exploding Head Movie CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Sunny and hot.
To understand more about fashion, we asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. Like, it's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, uh, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys, like, uh, like you know. If you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise a la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture, and that's been around for centuries.
We know of him as the man behind magical clouds. May it rest in peace. That was Devin Welsh. And uh, that song was recorded back in 2011 in tribute to Alan Vega. And that song simply called Me and Alan Vega. Upon the death of Mr. Vega, Welsh released the track for free on Bandcamp. Definitely a tribute. Some ambiguity there. But yeah, just goes to show you what the influence of suicide was. Again, Alan Vega, one half of suicide, died in his sleep on July 16th this year at the age of 78. Still creating art to the end. He had a stroke a few years ago. But as I said at the top of the show, he was an artist and a sculptor. Painting. I don't know that uh, some galleries were exhibiting some of his uh, sculptures. Mostly dealing with crucifixes and uh, lights. Just need some context there. Behind me, this is John Parker from uh, the original TV soundtrack to Dallas. Going back into the 70s, the song is Gusher. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And uh, eventually we will worm our way towards David Bowie. Some glam rock in the form of the Velvet Goldmine. But there's plenty of other material we got to do before we get to that. And let's talk about the Tragically Hip. They played a sold-out show at Rogers Arena as they kick off their Cross Canada tour. Maybe their final, based on Downey's cancer diagnosis. All the reviews indicate how emotional it is, both band and audience. And the Hip did add a second show tomorrow at Rogers Arena. I'd be surprised if you still get tickets to that, but hopefully you got them already in hand if you're a big fan. It started off in Kingston in the mid-'80s. Originally sort of a door cover band. Playing all the frat parties there. But over time, they started sneaking in originals, calling them Lost B-Sides, until they managed to come up with uh, their debut EP and their album up to here. It's been a staple of Canadian radio pretty much since then. Well, this album, 14th studio one, is called Man Machine Poem, referring to uh, a track off of their previous album, 2014's Now for Plan A. That album was written in tribute to uh, Downey dealing with his uh, wife's diagnosis of breast cancer. She healed from that, but of course a lot of the songs off of Now for Plan A have been recontextualized based on Downey's current diagnosis. But uh, we're actually listening to a track off of the new album. And then we'll follow up with a Downey side project that he did with the Sadies. So for Man Machine Poem, this will be the Tragically Hip with Insarnia. Great place. Southern Ontario, pretty close to Windsor.
Are you aware? Radio. Alternate Thursdays, 6 to 7 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Profiling music and musicians take the root of positive action over apathy. Off of their 2014 album, Gord Downey and the Sadies and the Conquering Sun. That song was Crater. And beforehand, we heard New Tragically Hip off of their 14th album, Man Machine Poem. The song was in Sarnia. And just to reiterate, Tragically Hip do play another show tomorrow at Rogers Arena. There's always a chance some will calls available, but you'll be behind the stage. But a lot of people get to see you. I think some video screens will be in place. And yeah, everyone's looking at this as Gord Downey's 
farewell tour along with the rest of the hip as he's uh, dealing now with glioblastoma. Pretty common form of brain cancer. Incurable, but somewhat treatable. And yeah, the hip will be doing a tour for all across Canada. And for their final show in their hometown of Kingston, Ontario on Saturday, August 20th, CBC TV will be broadcasting it live and uh, the Rio Theatre will also be showing it in their theater at the corner of Broadway and Commercial. They'll be at 5.30 Pacific. Advanced tickets are sold out. It is free, but donations are recommended because, yeah, it'll go to cancer research. So there are still going to be tickets available, but you're going to have to line up at 4 p.m. on August 20th. They have to be 19 and older with ID since there are some adult beverages available. Otherwise, the Sadies played in town last month. They joined the Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet when they played the rickshaw. At this point, uh, they share the bassist. Dallas Good. Behind me, this is R.E.M., and this is a B-side off of the Imitation of a Life single. This is known as 2JN. We're going to hop over to Halifax now. The band's called Quivers. A nice bit of psych rock that you'll get here. And uh, through the craft singles, they had uh, a release called Self-Portrait in E. And the song is Mantis. Quivers here on Exploding Head Movies.
listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamedem-speaking Musqueam people. Vancouver's own skinny kids off of their self-titled cassette from 2013. We're here at Small Room. And skinny kids are the trio Trevor Gray, Scott Pastulo, and Nick Cremore. Perhaps you caught them. I think it was the Astoria last month. Helping out with some other bands. Their latest is 2014's Strangers. And before that, we heard Quivers from Halifax off of 2013's Self-Portrait and E. The song we heard was Mantis. Quivers has since broken up, but... Uh, some strong pedigree 
in that band since one of them ended up in Mint Signee, Monomyth. And behind me, this is Huevos Rancheros. Going back to 1996's Get Out of Dodge. This is Interstate Death Toll. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Enemies here on CITR 101.9 FM. On your radio dial here in the lower mainland of British Columbia. It's still sunny and hot. Although I think if I were to bike home again through the open fire hydrant spraying water, I would probably catch cold. But it felt glorious a couple hours ago. You can listen to the show live streaming at www.citr.ca. But if you missed this episode, it eventually will appear as a podcast. And you can find the playlist. Same website, same deal. Wolf Parade are back. They have reunited after a, a five-year hiatus. They are doing a little bit of a tour right now, but uh, closest that they will come to Vancouver is Seattle. Playing in the home of Sub Pop, where they're signed. They got two shows at the Neptune Theater. Their August 7th show is sold out. But tickets are still available for August 8th. When will they play in Vancouver? I don't know. They got some other dates lined up for at least the touch of autumn. But they do have new music out again. Off of EP4, which came out a few months ago. This is Wolf Parade with Floating World.
When you join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. Explosions. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy sh** for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca.
from his 2014 album Scopolamine Dream, which was released last year through the Real Cod label. That was Jay Holy with Safe Places. And of course, as I do my research, uh, there's been a couple of releases since then. The most recent one was uh, last September's Two Songs from the Bomb My Heart. There's a pay what you can on Bandcamp. And of course, it has three songs. Because that would be too clear cut if that was the case. Uh, in the background here, this is Shooting Guns, primarily known as being more of a kind of countrified metal band. From their soundtrack to the 2014 Canuxploitation film Wolf Cop, profiled a couple months ago here on Exploding Head Movies, this song is Bouchard von Worms. And yeah, a sequel will be coming soon. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are out this week. New ones, John Powell and David Buckley's soundtrack to the upcoming Jason Bourne film known as Jason Bourne. No ultimatums or whatever else, just, just the name. A documentary about Miss Sharon Jones of the Dap Kings. I'll be out through Daptone Records. Something I'm definitely looking forward to catching. I'm overdoing actually seeing her, them live as well. Rob Simonson's score to Nerve is out through Lakeshore Records, and then Christopher Drake has a song album through Rhino Records for Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers. Otherwise, as re-releases go for uh, musical fans, there's the original Broadway cast recording of The Drowsy Chaperone, great Toronto musical that uh, actually made it to Broadway for a time, and then a uh, limited edition of Wonder Woman going back to the 70s. Oh, with Linda Carter. Uh, soundtrack by Charles Fox and Norman Gimbel. And uh, those are two acts I definitely want to profile at some point soon because they were responsible for some of the music from Happy Days, made by Gary Marshall. Writer, director, did so many sitcoms and then branched out into movies. He died recently. So I've uh, been listening to a lot of novelty records associated with some of his sitcoms. There's been a lot of Laverne and Shirley I've been getting into, which somehow will make itself known into a future show, but uh, I want to sort of do the full cusp of things. I'm not even going to do uh, the uh, Paul F. Thompson impersonation. Please call me Mr. Marshall. I won't. So, anyways, let's hop over to Winnipeg next. Uh, this is be Brady Allard. Great sort of a kind of mixture of psych rock and synth pop. Uh, but he's also trained as a jazz guitarist, unless there are multiple Brady Allards in Winnipeg. The internet is confusing. So, from last year's Days Leave album, this will be Brady Allard with The Way You Move.
dress on to the floor. You're listening to CITR. My name is Paula, and this is Pride Facts. I'm talking about legislative discrimination against LGBTQ plus people around the world. 73 countries criminalize same-sex activity through legislation. The terminology in the corresponding laws ranges from indecency, buggery, and immorality to against nature. Penalties can be as severe as life imprisonment. So-called propaganda and morality laws that target freedom of expression related to sexual orientation apply to 17 states. The most striking fact might be that in 10 countries around the world, homosexuality carries the death penalty. In contrast, 76 countries and 85 entities have anti-discriminatory laws that protect people of any sexual orientation. All this information is derived from a paper called State-Sponsored Homophobia 2016, a world survey of sexual orientation laws, criminalization, protection, and recognition. Get educated. Happy Pride, everyone. A new festival of exploratory music and sound, Tidal Signal, aims to highlight women, transgender, genderqueer, and intergender artists working in left-field genres. The inaugural Tidal Signal will feature an array of musics encompassing noise, ambient, electronic, drone, experimental techno, improvised, sound, and performance art. 
The lineup features Kiran Bloomberg, Laura Lowe, Sarah Gold, plus Emily Thacker, Luisa, and Sasha Manikin, Brady Marks, Massey, plus Marina, Mass Marriage, Opponent Processes, Orkana, and Prophecy Sun. Evenings at Selectors Records in downtown Vancouver, July 30th and 31st. From his most recent album, 2011's We Must Become the Pitiless Censors of Ourselves. That was John Mao's Quantum Leap. Mao's is best known as playing keyboards for acts like Panda Bear and Ariel Pink. And with Pink, he actually released a collaborative album in 2012. Not so much on his side of the world, at least from a solo perspective in a while. But very distinctive voice. And apparently captivating catch live. 
Behind me, this is the Thunder Company. And this is A-side to a 1970 single that they released. This is called Riding on the Gravy Train. And if you listen to the drums, you can hear Brian Bennett there. And uh, he's been a big part of the production music library scene, working with acts like Alan Hawkshaw and uh, Cliff Richard, of all things. But yeah, very fitting. Fits into any sort of background, similar to what I use a lot. We will start getting into Velvet Goldmine, but uh, we'll do a detour via Hamilton as covered by a Vancouver band. And the name kind of refers to something that we'll run into shortly. Uh, the band's called Venus Sans Furs. And last year, they did a collaboration with the Quick Before It Melts blog for a whole bunch of uh, Canadian covers. It's called Dominionated Du. As in the French for the number two, Dominionated Du. And here they do a cover of the Hamilton band Forgotten Rebels. And they've been kicking around since the mid-70s, definitely in a punk vibe. And if you haven't seen the Forgotten Rebels before, well, if you are going to the Legends Valley Music Festival this August 26th through the 28th at Lake Cowichan, they'll be playing there, along with Sublime, and a whole bunch of other acts that uh, seem to design around a leaf of a plant of some sort. So from Dominated Du, this will be Venus Sans Furs, with their take of Forgotten Rebels' 1978 song, originally off their album Tomorrow Belongs to Us, this is I Think of Her. You will then get deep into the velvet gold mine. So get your miner's helmet on. i 
FM Vancouver Reloaded, playing your favorite tunes and mouth-humping your ear holes full of voice talk. Yeah, we do that. I swear to God, I'm not wearing just my underwear right now. This is Beth. Hi, this is Beth Ditto from The Gossip, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. No, yeah, this is the best thing in the world. <laughs> you guys are going to be blown away. You got crazy legs, you got amazing hair, you got wings on your knees and hair, my friend. You got a place on my tongue, name on the shot, I got you close to my breast, because you're the songs need humming that was a b-side to a re-released version of his breakthrough hit space oddity that came out in 1975 
But the song was originally written for the Ziggy Stardust sessions. And uh, its lyrics definitely sort of provocative at the time that uh, some had to be rewritten, but it was still very scandalous. That was David Bowie with a velvet gold mine. That's the remastered version that appears on the recent box set, Five Years, 1969 to 1973, the heyday of David Jones, best known as David Bowie. When he was just uh, writing song after song, not just for himself, but acts like Moth the Hoople as well, just throwing out anything because he was on a tear. And of course, Velvet Goldmine gave name to Todd Haynes' film in 1998, which will be our profile here in honor of Pride Week. Something I should try to do every year. I think most of the time I'm away, which is weird, but we'll fix that. Anyways, um, Todd Haynes originally wanted to write Velvet Goldmine as a biopic of David Bowie's life. But uh, upon reading the script, Bowie was not a fan, and he did not allow any of his music to actually be appearing in the film. Although uh, some chanting of his appears on a Lou Reed track, because he helped produce 1972's Transformer. So, the film stars Jonathan Rhys Myers as Brian Slade glam rock icon patterned after Bowie and then a certain extent Mark Boland from T-Rex and it's based on Slade's sort of onstage persona of Maxwell Demon alluding to Ziggy Stardust and the Venus and Furs which uh, parlayed into the spiders from Mars and Venus and Furs takes its name from a, a Lou Reed song from back when it was part of the Velvet Underground Velvet seems to be a common theme throughout uh, a lot of the lyrics here in this uh, this show and uh, Axel Demon actually was an early band of Brian Eno's as well an associate of Bowie but yeah also stars Ewan McGregor portrays Kurt Wilde which is a bit of an Iggy pop equivalent and uh, for the bands playing Ian Velvet Goldmine they pick up a murderer's road of artists here. So I'll touch upon the band of Venus and Furs once it's time to listen to them. But let's listen to the Wild Rats, which is supposed to allude to the Stooges. So with Ewan McGregor here on vocals, it also features the Stooges, Ron Ashton, Sonic Youth's Thurston Moore and Steve Shelley, Minutemen's Mike Watt, Gumball's Don Fleming, and Mark Arm of Mudhoney. So it's pretty appropriate that we will listen to the Wild Rats version of Again the Stooges TVI. But of course, I quickly ran over what I'm speaking in the background here. Carter Burwell provided the score to Velvet Goldmine, and only one song appeared on the soundtrack. This is called Velvet Space Time. And I'll touch upon some of the other songs that appeared on the film that don't appear on the soundtrack. And the iTunes version of the soundtrack doesn't even include all the songs, so I had to paste some things together. But yeah, here's Wild Rats with TVI here on Exploding Him CITR. 101.9 FM, Glamorous, Vancouver. The following songs should be played at maximum volume.
their take of a Brian Eno song that was the Venus and Furs with Babies on Fire and yep the Venus and Furs taking its name from the Velvet Underground song originally from a sadomasochist novel from Austria and the band backing Jonathan Rhys Myers their singing featured Radiohead's Tom York and Johnny Greenwood and you can actually hear York a little bit here using the lower part of his register. Also appearing with the Venus and Furs is David Gray, Suede's Bernard Butler, and Roxy Music's Andy McKay, which has a connection to the song in the background here since this is 2HB, a 
classic rock ski music cover. And of course, this is during the time when Radiohead was still into rock. So the key angle for the movie Velvet Goldmine, from which we heard both songs, from the fake bands there, is based on a reporter played by Christian Bale as uh, he explores from a bleak alternative 1984, exploring what happened to the David Bowie equivalent, Brian Slade, after he faked his murder on stage, similar to what Ziggy Stardust did to end things up with the glam rock thing before David Bowie freed up to do other music. Movie also stars Eddie Izzard, Tony Collette, and uh, plenty of uh, glam rock fans and positing the idea that Oscar Wilde was the progenitor of glam rock. But yeah, plenty of other covers and original songs from the era. No Bowie. He didn't allow it. So on the soundtrack includes songs from Lou Reed, T-Rex, Steve Harley. But there were some original songs in the vein of glam. And we'll listen to two of the tracks. And we'll start off with Pulp from Sheffield. And this song eventually appeared as a B-side to one of their singles from This Is Hardcore. But you can find it on the soundtrack. But not on the iTunes version. So this will be Pulp with We Are The Boys, and we'll follow up with some Grantly Buffalo. Because we're not so sure. No, we're not so sure. 
Singing songs in exile You were born with stoneless crowns Enough with self-denial So don't you close the door on faith When she comes to call And tell her that you join her day At the masquerade is born All right, I got a couple of choruses and verses there from Grantley Buffalo's The Whole Shebang. Kind of channeling David Bowie, music hall style song, Time. And before I had a weird pulp with We Are the Boys, both from the Velvet Goldmine soundtrack. Other acts providing new music for it include Shudder to Think, Teenage Fan Club, 
Placebo shows up, but they pull off a wicked T-Rex cover instead. And yeah, at the time, Velvet Goldmine was definitely a bit of a niche hit, especially since it alluded to a lot of the uh, homosexual activities that uh, David Bowie and uh, Iggy Pop and Lou Reed alluded to, although it seemed like in the end that Bowie sort of appropriated a lot of the gay culture, since he indicated he was a closeted heterosexual. But uh, with the movie... Director Todd Haynes explored the ideas like, what if the myth was truth? And uh, some allusions to uh, Citizen Kane were in place. And otherwise, holding onto the mystique. So I think if he ended up with a David Bowie biopic, it would have been too literal and just shattered what glam rock was. Kind of similar to the uh, 2007 film I'm Not There, inspired by Bob Dylan, featuring six different actors portraying him. David Bowie died earlier this year, January 8th couple days after his uh, 68th birthday and uh, there's another box set coming up called Who Can I Be Now which follows his glam rock career and it includes a lost album called The Gouster some songs from the Young American Sessions that were partly reconfigured for that album so I think it's six or seven albums there spanning from 1974 to 1976 so that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week coming up at 9 o'clock it is The Jazz Show Gavin Walker, and he'll take you to midnight and beyond. So stick around for three plus hours of the straight goods and the jazz music here on CITR. If you missed any of this week's episode, go to www.citr.ca and look up Exploding Head Movies, and eventually the play sheet will be up. Although I think last week's is a little delayed there. I'm not sure what's going on, but the podcast is updated, so you can listen to it if you missed part of it. You can follow me on Twitter at 100 Air and Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr, but you can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. In the background here, this is David Bowie off of his 1977 album, Low. This is Warszawa, otherwise known as Warsaw in Polish, helped inspire Joy Division since they were for a time called Warsaw. Next week, it's BC Day, and I can't believe it's August already. The days are slowly getting shorter here, but at least it's summer. The Rio Olympics are kicking in, so maybe I'll do some Brazilian music. Maybe dig up some soundtrack from Black Orpheus. We'll see. I have the vinyl kicking around, but I got my work cut out for me. Otherwise, as I alluded to, Gary Marshall. We'll do some music from him. A couple in a hole. Muhammad Ali. Barbarella. We'll figure it out. As we'll close with one more Springsteen song, this one, a long-standing cover of his that he did of Suicide. The original version appeared this on the Alan Vega and Martin Rev album from 1980. This appeared on Springsteen's 2014 album, his most recent, High Hopes. It's been a long staple of the live Springsteen experience. This will be Dream Baby Dream. Take care of yourselves, Vancouver. Enjoy your Pride Week. Have fun on Davie Street once the parade kicks up. There'll be events all throughout town, so enjoy the summer. It's so short here.
Listening to CITR FM 101.9 on your dial or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for the jazz show coming right up right now. Do-ba-dee-oo. 